Welcome back to The Bunt, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, and that's Vans, baby. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And it ain't even close. And this week... We here to remind y'all that the Vans Drill Chore Coat is the last coat that you'll ever need to buy. Yo, you know I'm taking mine to the airport, down to Cali, and back. I need a moisture-wicking interior lining that complements the technical attributes of my coat. So you know I had to hit the Drill Chore Coat for this trip. God damn, B. If there's any chance for me and the ghost to finish our parts for the bunt video, we got to get outside sooner rather than later. And the Vans drill chore coat is going to protect us from all the elements and keep the clips coming, baby. Vans off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. It's a fact out here, season eight coming to an end. It's sad, but we had to leave you with the longest episode, maybe in our history, because we taking a little break. You dig what I'm saying? Yo, I'm the ghost, got D Jones next to me, and Ants one behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. Bro, tell the people what's good this week. Y'all ain't ready for this week's episode. It's the Megalodon of skateboard podcasts. Y'all fantasy footballers will get that one. We got Brad Cromer in the building this week. Been trying to get him on the podcast for a long time. And here he is. And he does not disappoint. Had me cracking up multiple times. And then it's into the post office. We got voice notes from M. Boo Boo. Feedback, Ted is back, showing a little flair, and then it's off to the rundown, baby. We talking some NHL with the ghost, little NBA, some NFL, and then it's a wrap, baby. I heard you got some big news for the people, dog. Reggie, we submitted a year ago, I guess got rejected or some shit, but Spotify officially accepted the bunt. We're on there. A lot of y'all have been asking. We're on Spotify now, Stitcher, Google Play. Apple, iTunes, you already know what the fuck it is. Go subscribe on Spotify. It's random shout out of the week, and I know you got some shit on your mind. Reggie, holy fuck, Sasha Daly blew the skate world socks off this week. Absolutely. Bunt alumni, so proud of him. Reggie, he's like a year older or two years older than us or some shit, and the man's jumping down the biggest double sets you've ever seen. Can't stop, won't stop. Super hyped on Sasha. Go peep his element part on Thrasher. And then, of I'm course. I'm sure they already have, though. If you haven't seen that shit by now, you're sleeping fuck. under a rock. Go God watch it, it again. That song's epic. And then, you know what I'm saying? One the, of your little guys. One of my little guys. My main man, Johnny P. Johnny Purcell in Montreal. Looking real sexy in the Christie NYC video. Hey. Bitch, I'm in these streets. Go peep that if you haven't. Johnny P, I'm proud of you, man. How many feebles can you fit in one 40-second little clip, man? Oh, he's going to find out. <laughs> God damn, Shouts out to more button alum, Aaron Harrington. The sick video, man. 
All right, last week we had a big time CHPO brand contest, and here's the winner, baby. You got a box coming your way. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, Leo Ranks, coming at you live from an undisclosed location. Theo Banks is my third cousin, twice removed. I'm not going to confirm or deny his whereabouts. However, most would agree he is the asshole of the family. But that's neither here nor there. I am here to talk to you about the greatest sunglasses and watch company the world has ever fucking seen. And I'm talking, of course, about CHPO brand. I'm here to deliver a much-needed PSA for the people. I just got to say that I am out here dressed head to toe in fucking camo. These haters can't even see me. And you know what? I can't see them either. I got these CHPO brand roomies on my face and they steady blocking the haters. Ants one, drop that shit. Nando gold, Nando black. Shorty's always staring cause my wrist game cracks. The bunk got the goods and that's big facts. Don't know what I mean, no check. I see HPO diamonds on my wrist like I came up playing CeeLo. If you need some clarity, they donate into charity. These haters can't embarrass me, I'm just gonna laugh hysterically. Without a doubt, they got the clout. CHPO, what they talking about? Secure the fucking bag, the only thing that matters now. Don't matter if it's legal, just before the people. You gotta be for the people. And I'm for the people, it's the reason I'm breathing I see you rockin' rollies, bitch, that's treason You sweatin' all these diamonds, but I be fucking freezing. I fuck with planet Earth, is your watch strap vegan? If not, better scrap that Steam whistles in my backpack Got the bunt live on my motherfuckin' snapback And it's one, cue the gunshots Oh my <laughs> god Oh Whoa Okay Wow, we blown away over here Holy fuck, dudes, that was crazy. Hey, huge points for creativity. The random Mitch shout out, bruh, you killed it. That box is coming straight to you, brother. You earned that one, Jesus. If you ever need a beat, holla at me, I got you on one. Real shit. That was the most fire ad we've ever heard in our lives. Thank you. And shout out to CHPO for holding it down for our listeners all season long, holding it down for us. Y'all are beasts keep it not only our wrists stacked and covered in diamonds but the listeners as well couldn't be more hype on chpo brand you heard and if you don't already make sure to like us on facebook at the bunt follow us on instagram at the bunt live and send in them voice notes and emails to the bunt live at gmail.com for the first episode of season nine we want to hear what y'all have to say like we said we got brad cromer in the building this week one of the funniest episodes in the history of the People's Podcasts. Couldn't have been happier to finally get him in studio E. We've been trying to get the homie for like two years. So many listeners asking for it. We finally got it done. He needs no introduction, but you know who the fuck it is. Brad Cromer doing it for Huff Footwear, Crooked Skateboards, Brixton Apparel, to name a few. What a boss. Remember last week or two weeks ago, Johnny Purcell asked us about some examples of a skater skater. Well, Brad Cromer is the definition of the skater skater. The man's a straight legend. All right, man. Quit talking. Get your ass to the fridge. You know what time it is. Oh, shit. A little steamy before the interview. (laughs) That never hurts. Canada's premium pilsner. Steam whistle. The only buzz.
you've been waiting for. We got Brad Cromer in the building. What's happening, dude? What's good? Not much. In Mexico City, skateboarding. Dude, sounds nice, man. How's the weather? Amazing to me. Coming from New York, New York winter, do you just skate in a t-shirt? Like, I always look forward to that after the last few months. Oh, yeah, man. It's been a long winter for us up here in Canada and probably the same for you in New York. Yeah, I mean, it's... Everyone's that lives there has been like, oh, it's been super mellow. Like, it hasn't been too bad or, like... But to me, like, it's pretty gnarly just coming from, <laughs> <laughs> coming from warmer places. Like, I lived in Florida for 26 years, and then I lived in L.A. for four. And then, like, straight to a New York winter, whether it's mellow or not, like, was just pretty... Oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know. It was gnarly. Not gnarly. It was just, like, I kind of liked it, but skating in it isn't... Was I, My body wasn't, like, acclimated to just do that. Mm-hmm. My fucking bones and my joints were just like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, better than if it was an actual winter where people were like, dude, that was fucking gnarly. Like, <laughs> Let's get you at a nice little warm-up winter because, you know, like uh, Eddard Stark says, winter is coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also I'm like, I was seeing on the new, I forget what it's called, like the vor- winter vortex or something. Like Chicago and Detroit getting like negative 15 and like feels like negative 150, like crazy shit. Seeing that, I was like, dude, we're chilling. <laughs> so man we start every show off the same hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment i guess m- skate moment would be maybe just learning to ollie in my driveway like fucking tiny one inch ollie and i remember i have a shitty memory but i remember like looking up to my sister's bedroom window and i was like screaming her name and she like <laughs> poked her head out the window and i was like Allie, watch this and like did ollie and was like did it get off the ground or whatever? And she, she was like, yeah, yeah. But like lying to me probably. <laughs> but just like skating in my driveway really. And like just setting up stupid shit and like, like PVC pipes and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Little homemade flat bars. I don't know. That whole time frame of realizing what skating is and like what it can be. And just like, it was so cool to me. So I guess just that, just that little beginning phase. Cause then that like, snowballed into like me sitting here right now so mexico city with a Bengals shirt on yeah i don't even dude i buy shit and i won't even read it like i just like the colors oh <laughs> shit i was i was gonna say what's your favorite sports moment was it oh some Bengals so shit? That, no that leads into this i'm not a sports guy <laughs> <laughs> just wear lots of sports stuff this is probably like a baseball hat too like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what this beat is any personal highlights from when you were a kid playing baseball or soccer? I just remember getting hit so fucking hard in the arm, like in my left arm, like I was ready to bat. And just the dude threw the ball into my arm and I was, it hurt so fucking bad. <laughs> if I remember right, I just like took my helmet off and like walked off and never played again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was just like, fuck, dude, fuck this. Maybe I was already like kind of over it, but that hurt so bad. And I was like, I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> Before we go any further, we got to know, do you remember meeting us in Miami at the abandoned hotel probably five or six years ago now? Let me paint the picture. You were showing the real team around and you fakey flipped the gap, not the one over the five stair, but just like the the doorway, yeah. the doorway drop thing. <laughs> yep. And we were just lurking and watching the sesh because we came because our friend wanted to frontside flip the big gap, but we just waited for you guys to be done. 
And in the meantime, you gave us a pin to that little bump to three stair ledge at the Publix. Oh yeah, with the the angle iron on it. Yeah. 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 Do you remember us? Pressure, pressure zone. No, no, no. Uh, I <laughs> I remember being there. You're like bringing this back. I swear, I have a shitty memory. I yeah, I remember being there, showing the real dudes around. I remember now now, fakie flipping that like pit gap. Mm-hmm. I do not clearly remember meeting you guys and giving you pins but is that bad that's not bad no dude you hooked dude, it up we, man we were so hyped on you because yeah. you were like fake you flipping the gap but then took your time and came and gave us such like accurate directions this leads to part two which is kind of funny we we went to the spot the whole crew got clips so thank you for that oh wow. but our boy cody brown did pop shove back 50 front 180 <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you did it i did, did it, it after. a few years later yeah <laughs> so unknowingly you gave us a pin to a spot for our homie to do a trick that you would do yeah in, without what, knowing what part fuck. was that transworld uh yeah i think it was like a 16 millimeter clip maybe no, yeah it was like in your intro but that was just a funny coincidence yeah i'm glad i was like cool and gave you guys pins and you guys got clips Dude, we were so hyped. That's sick. Because we knew you knew where the spot was, but none of our homies had any clue. Yeah. And then randomly running into you, we were like, now's our chance, man. This who? is how we're going to get to that spot. <laughs> yeah. Who were you guys with? We were just, just there ourselves. by ourselves. We were filming for like our skate shop video. Sick. And you guys were just staying in Miami and skating like up and down like the highway and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we have friends that live down there, but they didn't know where that, that spot yeah. was. And then yeah. you gave us the Cheesecake Factory Hubba as well. Sick. Did you guys skate that? Hell yeah, yeah. went ham there, man. <laughs> we actually got like two hours in the daytime, no kick out. No, dude. I, I heard it's like a super bust, but it's that's the funny thing is it, it is a super bust. And then every single time, like dudes would come into town, they would just skip, they would just go and not care or know that oh, like you get kicked out. And dudes would just go, and I'd see footage in the daytime of dudes just chilling, skating it. And like, yeah, it's like a local thing, like you just. Almost like knowing that you get kicked out, you get kicked out. But like, if you go and you're like, I don't fucking know that you get kicked out. Like, it's like, happens like that. Weird. Yeah. But what you get? What tricks you guys get on it? Uh, I got a switch front five o. What? Took two hours. Got it on the last try. The guy's like, Get out of here. I'm like, All right, one more. <laughs> yeah. That's a sick one. Rode away and then I couldn't walk. <laughs> you know what, dude? That thing's gone too now. Yeah, I heard. R.I.P. That was a good hubba that was like one of our better spots like dudes would fly dudes have flown in to skate it so talking about florida a little bit tell us whereabouts in florida you grew up and how you got into skating i grew up in a place called jupiter florida it's south florida it's like a a little over an hour above miami on the east coast just right off the highway right off 95 i lived just just west of the highway and then like if you went east maybe not even 10 minutes you'd hit the beach so it was like everything was very like kind of beach orientated a lot of like boat shit or like fishing or that's what like i think people would maybe come to that area for but and then my neighborhood was yeah it was like dirt roads kind of like everyone had i guess bigger yards and like super woodsy which is crazy because then i'm like how the fuck did i start skating but (laughs) I remember being super young and like I remember my parents being like oh we're gonna get the driveway extended or some shit because it was like pine needles for most of it 
And I remember them, like, making the driveway, like, four times as big. And I was, like, in heaven. I was so psyched. (laughs) And that's when I started setting up all my shit all over it. And, like, turning the driveway into just a shitty skate park. But, like, my first skateboard, my grandma got me for... I was probably, like, I don't know, six or something. And I got it for my birthday. And I have, like, a photo of... It was, like, a vault... It was... The brand was Volterra. And it was a... Just like a plastic yellow board with like like a rocker dinosaur with like a mohawk plant on it. But <laughs> nice. I do remember getting that and they made me put my helmet on. Like I opened it and walked directly outside to ride it. Like I was so excited. I don't know if I asked for it or whatever, but and then I, I remember riding it down the driveway and I have like uh, photos of that, which I'm glad I have. But after that, it was like I didn't like continue skating from like whatever six or seven whatever age that was i did i don't know like what i did like normal little kid shit and then my first like actual like wooden skateboard with like bearings and shit was like i don't know the brand it was it was called voice and it was a peter smollick board and Sick. it may have been like a slick board but uh, yeah i just remember getting that and that was my first like real skateboard i think I may have been like 12 or I don't know. From then on is when I, I gained more interest in it. And like that, that's when I like, I realized, oh, you can flip it and right. do a kickflip and like grind this thing. Like that's when I started realizing you can like do tricks on it and shit. From then on, I just, I remember like I had a couple friends that were into it as well. And we just would like kind of skate, like kind of try BMXing, like, kind of build tree forts and ride four wheelers <laughs> we'd try everything like we had like magic cards yeah. and fucking pogs and shit oh hell yeah <laughs> yeah so you obviously got next level good what was your first big break in the skate industry maybe getting on rosa libre mm-hmm. but, i mean before that I, I i rode for a shop called shred shed and like got the whole like shop flow i got like saviers at one point sick damn yeah Yeah, i wrote for some funny shit or like savier wasn't funny they're pretty sick but (laughs) (laughs) i wrote for lib tech for like a a while do you get you guys know lib tech yeah Yeah. or is that canadian is it i think it might be i think it might be yeah like that dude alien was on it i know he's canadian yeah but i wrote for like lib tech and like i got saviers and fucking all these random and then i started getting like New York boards from uh, Jeff Pang and like DC shoes and shit. And then from there, the next thing was like, I got on Rosa Libre and that. And then, so that's through Deluxe. And then that led to Crooked once Rosa Libre went under. So that was like the little like, or how that organically happened to where I got on mm-hmm. Crooked. Sick. So yeah. how'd you get on Rosa Libre? I was riding for, or like flow for New York and whatever else, probably DC, through Jeff Pang, and I think he might have, like, flown me. I was, like, skating contests a lot at that time, like, Dam Ams and whatever, and mm-hmm. I, I went to a Dam Am in Minneapolis. I think it was, like, mid-2000s, like, 2005 or something. I was probably, like, 17, 18 or something. I guess I was skating good. I think I got, like, top 10 or something, but, like, I was skating there, and I didn't know this then, like, how this happened, but way way later the team manager for that was for deluxe darren howard he like re-told me this story of how it happened but i guess 
Dylan Reader was there at that contest, and this was like shaved head, like rocking, like bandana. He had a bandana on. Uh, mm-hmm. This was like time a time to shine, Dylan. Okay. Oh, okay. And dude, he was fucking like fucking up tranny and all, and he was he won that contest. Darren was hooking up someone I forget who at, that was skating that contest, and Darren told me like more recently he was he said that Dylan went up to him and said, "I think you're hooking up the wrong guy" or something like that. <laughs> And then I don't, like, remember, like, if he walked up to me or, like, Darren. I don't remember if he walked up to me or whatever. But, like, I guess from then on he was, like, interested in my skating. And then whatever, like, oh, do you want to ride for Rasa Libre? Because that's when Rasa Libre was kind of popping somehow. Yeah, I got started getting boards from Rasa Libre after that. And I was on that. I don't know. I wasn't on it too long. And then it, like, kind of went under. But psyched that I got to, like, be a little part of that. That brand's super sick, and the graphics and everything was, like, I think ahead of its time, really. And, like, mm-hmm. the team was so fucking good. Like, Omar, Dylan, John Newport, Nate Jones, like, I don't know, M- Matt Field. And then that went under, and then they I remember them asking me, like, hey, what do you think you want to do? Like, Ross or Libres, we're not going to continue making the boards. What do you think about, like, they probably mentioned, like, real anti-hero and crooked. And I was like still kind of young and like I didn't know like what maybe what crooked was or like I don't think I like knew like oh Mark Gonzalez like that but I think I I was like I don't fit real I don't fit anti-hero and I was like <laughs> I was like yeah I'm I'm down for crooked like kind of not really knowing you know much about it and then it, that's just yeah that's how I got on crooked the rest is history yeah it's kind of ha- it like happened its own organic way i guess like but yeah i'm psyched it went it went like that for sure so can you tell us a little bit about the florida diet word on the street is that floridians eat like assholes do you partake in that lifestyle i've gotten better but yeah i mean like johan stucky and like a lot of my friends like definitely eat like we're super picky oh just just meat and cheese plain bagel with butter just some weird shit like that (laughs) Yes, that's true. I I am still super picky and like, dude, if there's like, if I get my food and there's like tiny like chives on it or some shit, I'll be sitting there like with a fork, like I'll take every single chive off. Like, (laughs) I'm fucking crazy when it comes to stuff like that. It's funny because like, I'd like to think I'm like a simple man in that way, like just meat and Mm -hmm. cheese, whatever. But I'm not because when it comes to the table and it's onions all over it or chives or parsley, I'm the one that's, like, super difficult, and I have to, like, reorder. Uh, yeah, oh, I can't eat this because these tiny green things or some shit. And I'd feel like <laughs> such a little bitch, but I've gotten better about, like, my just pickiness. Like, I'm branching out a little bit. We heard you don't eat vegetables. That can't be true. It's not true. Uh, okay. <laughs> whoever told you that is lying. No, I, I, I eat it. I like cauliflower, broccoli, fucking avocado. I like all that shit. I'll make... Like fruits, all that shit. I just like, I don't know why, like maybe the way I was raised or some shit. I just, just crazy picky about, I don't know. It's slowly changing though. Hey man, everyone's got that shit. I fucking hate onions. If mayonnaise went into my mouth, I would throw up. Oh. <laughs> There's yeah. certain shit that, a lot of condiments, like I like ketchup and barbecue sauce and stuff like that, but like, dude, like relish or some shit, or like coleslaw, like it just looks already like throw up. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Floridians, I guess, the ones I know do eat like assholes. <laughs> Ghost spring is in the air, which means summer is just around the corner. And with the friendly union between Independent and Brixton, I am ready with my hearty bucket hat and my parole shorts. Woo, I can't wait for that good weather. Dog, you're going to look fly, but I don't know if you can step to my outfit. I got the hedge MP snapback and the deputy knit. It's a wrap. It's a fact out here, B. We both going to be looking fly as hell. Brixton just be holding us down. Catch us in the streets. You gonna think you chilling with a model, you heard? Y'all can try and catch up to our drip by heading over to Brixton.com and purchasing some of your very own friendly union items from Independent and Brixton. We know you're a picky eater, but there's a story we heard where you were kind of force-fed a little something. Can you tell us the story about Manny Santiago's famous cake of <laughs> Satan's pain? Okay, I know who you got that from. <laughs> yeah, so when I when we were like 18ish, whatever, like 19, we were visiting Boston a lot. I don't know how it happened. I think like Dave Bachinsky's uncle lived in like Jupiter area, like our area of Florida. Something like that. So one time Dave came down to whatever stay with his uncle and we just like we had our local park fucking everyone went to like almost every day and we're just like dude who's this fucking crazy good kid like so good at skating and like i don't know we were like whatever met met dave and then like dave i think stayed in florida for a bit and then was like told his friends to come down because it was like cold there and warm nice weather for us in florida so like manny and all boston dudes would start coming down every winter and then we'd start like going up every summer to Boston. Like we would do New York and then we would take the bus from New York City, like the Fung Wa bus from Chinatown, we would take that to Boston. And we would just like crash in Lowell, Massachusetts, which is where like Manny, Dave, and like a bun- bunch of other dudes live. And yeah, one time we were, <laughs> we were there. And I think like, I think Manny was maybe drinking heavily at the time. I I don't probably I would think and then we went to Manny's house I think it was his birthday I remember we were like skating this gap to ledge and then we we're like oh we're going to Manny's I think his mom may have made him a cake and on top of the cake I think she made it like it said I don't know what it said but there was like famous stars and tra- straps you know the F logo yeah oh yeah he, like he rode for that I don't know if like I think Manny may have thought I was like. Maybe I was, like, cool guy, and I was like, oh, dude, fuck famous. Or, like, <laughs> he always, he would, Manny would always be like, oh, too cool, Brad's so cool with his vans and his fucking, what, <laughs> whatever I was, like, wearing. He would always, like, do that because he, yeah. you know, he, like, dressed differently than me. And, like, we just were, like, I guess opposites. And so I went to his house, and it may have said, like, his mom, like, probably wrote, like, happy birthday. But... I go to his house with like maybe just David and we went there and like the cake was in uh, on like the island in the middle of the kitchen. Dude, I was so chill. I don't know why this happened. I went in, <laughs> I probably had like a backpack on like my board and I was like, I was like, what up? Or like happy birthday or whatever the occasion was. I don't know what I did. I think Manny was like on one or drunk or something. And I think I pointed at the cake and like real quiet, not even like secret to my friend David. I was like, whoa, I was like kind of like, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. They like 
her, his mom drew all that or whatever. It like looked all perfect. And Manny was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, dude, who made that? That's, that's stupid. Like, I thought it was like, I thought it was like made well or something. Yeah. In no way was I like, dude, what the fuck? Why is there the famous logo on it or something like that? <laughs> no, in no way. I swear. I was like excited about like how perfect it looked. And he heard me like say something and he got all defensive and was like, what the fuck? What did you say? Oh, oh, Brad has a problem with the cake. Fucking. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I swear. Go- I think he went, mom, Brad doesn't like your fucking cake. Like something like that. And he like, oh. he was, dude, it was, it escalated so quickly. And he like, yeah. He was like walking around the kitchen like yelling and he like brought it he brought his mom in or something. He lived with his mom at the time. And I was like so I was like, holy shit, dude. I I'm like looking at David like and David knew he was like David was like, dude, I don't know what happened. And we both had that look like dude. It's like what the fuck? And he he's like j- jumping around the kitchen like so heated and he was like Look, Brad doesn't like your fucking cake, mom. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I'm dying, he, man. <laughs> I sw- oh. I do that. I'm so glad he told my friend told you this because it's shit's funny now. Holy uh, shit! And then he's so he he's fucking screaming, and I'm so embarrassed. But like, why am I embarrassed? I didn't do anything. And his mom like speaks Spanish, maybe, and like it was just like the word. And I'm just standing in his kitchen with a backpack on, like so. Like, why the fuck is this happening? And he's fucking screaming. Uh, Brad doesn't like it. Oh, fa- fa- oh, too cool for the fucking cake. And he, he he smashed his hand into the cake and ripped the giant pe- chunk of the cake out and fucking threw, like, threw it across the kitchen at, at me. And then he was just ripping apart his cake. Oh. Fucking th- his mom probably took like all day to make or like two days. Oh, and he's fucking shit. ripping apart the cake, tossing it all around the kitchen. <laughs> and dude... Holy I, fuck. I, my, my mind was blown. I just didn't know what was going on. I looked at David and I think David was like, dude, we gotta go. Like we both knew like, I, it got to the point where it was like, the only thing I could do is leave the situation yeah. that for some reason was happening. I just think I walked out of Manny's house and I stood out front. I think David may have talked to Manny for a second and then Dave, or David came out and he was like, dude, I don't know why that happened. We should probably just like go to Dave's or something. And I was like, dude, what the fuck? What was that? And it, we were just like, dude, I don't know. Let's just go. I think he's just like maybe drunk or I don't know. I want to say he's drunk maybe to, I don't know. But Jesus like. Jesus Christ. That is a legendary story, man. Holy shit. It might be one of the greatest things you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, my memory's foggy. Dude, that is funny. And I did forget about that. We We heard your face got smashed in the cake, but that was just. I don't think he like grabbed me or like did like physically like that. It'd be funny, yeah, if he smashed my face into the cake. But dude, he just Holy yeah, he, just, he fucking went like ape shit. <laughs> I just had to leave the situation and then like I don't know, I don't know if he like apologized oh. the next day or like I think he just may have been drinking at the time or maybe it was because it was his birthday. I don't fucking know. <clears throat> Starting to understand why Sean Pablo said uh, last person he would want on the sesh is Manny. Oh man, god damn, yeah. That shit was weird. That's a funny story because it's so long ago and you were two people that are like, no one would like 
think we're hanging out like yeah. a billion years ago like yeah birthday no one at all <laughs> yeah like we like we would skate with dave and manny for whatever reason that exchange of like where we lived we, and then that happened and yeah that shit was funny like but i was like scared dude manny's scary oh, or, yeah. i don't know at least when he's drunk yeah so that's that story yep. <laughs> so like you said you lived in florida for 26 years then moved to cali but now you're living in New York. What was behind the move to New York, man? Dude, I would visit New York, like I said, like every summer around that time, whatever, around my 20s, I guess. Dude, every time it was just like always as cool as the last time or like cooler. And like the way it looks and fucking the way you feel there, it's just that it's like static in the air. And you're just like you get you're just like energized from like the fast pace you could just fucking just go and like just shit happens and you just see shit happening and it's just a wild place and the spots were sick the type of spots i wanted to skate they looked the way i wanted the spots i skated to look i mean yeah i lived i moved from florida when i was 26 i moved to california did four years there and like i think i did that just to be the skater guy like here i am like taking this you know taking initiative to like I'm here, like, what, is there a demo? Like, cool, I can drive to it. Or, like, there's a signing at the Huff store? Like, yeah, I'm there. I just, I was trying to be accessible, you know? Because in Florida, I was very not accessible. Like, if someone needed an ad, I could not shoot a photo. There, You know what I mean? There wasn't photographers, and, like, skating wasn't, like, big there. So, yeah, I moved to L.A. for that, and just to, like, be there and be in the fucking mix of pro skater shit. And then I... Four years in, I was like, holy shit, I got nothing else for this place. Like, I finished my crooked, that LSD part. For that part, I was just, like, very specific about, like, psycho-specific about the spots I skated, what tricks I did at each spot. If I did a switch flip, I wasn't going to do another switch flip for that part. I wanted to, like, just have it well-rounded and, I don't know, put a lot of effort into that and, like, really, like, tried for that one. And I'm like, I guess I'm proud of that part. And that came out. And then, dude, after that, I was like tired, really super burnt out. I had been to all the spots I cared about already and did the tricks that I like cared to do. And then other L.A. shit, just like traffic, dude, four years of that shit. I don't know. It just wasn't really my style. Like it's a it's a good place. It's the weather's perfect. Some people like it. And it just wasn't for me. And I think I realized that because I was doing so much shit the whole time, nonstop, Mm -hmm. since I got there till that crooked part. Yeah. So I just wasn't paying attention. I I was always doing something, some skate shit, filming something. Oh, you got, we got to do this commercial, whatever the fuck it is. And I just was doing every single thing I want, I was told or asked to do. And after the crooked part, I was just like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, Mm -hmm. just it had, I've. I felt nothing for the place really anymore or like not there was nothing for me really there living with my fiance at the time and I was I still am now in New York but I was just like hey she was kind of feeling it too like she was getting like she got super in like all the health food and like she had a good job there and like learned so much shit about like health food and like retained a lot of like really good information and good connections and I was like, fuck, I got to hit her with this. And I was like, what do you think about, like, moving? And she was like, I don't know. I think it, like, took a bit for her to be down to leave because she kind of liked it. And 
I most certainly didn't. And just finally we agreed like, okay, whatever. Let's just move back home to Florida. We'll stay with my parents and kind of like save, I'll just save money, like kick them a little bit of money for rent, stay in my, the house I grew up in and just relax. Hit a restart button kind of. Yeah, so we went and then we just fucking packed up and drove my car, like shipped some shit and packed my car up and just drove to Florida. And that was like pretty recent and we stayed there. We meant to stay. We were like, oh, we're gonna stay four months and just save money or whatever. We ended up like getting stuck. It's just some Florida shit. We just got stuck for like nine months or something. And then we were like, dude, we, it was the same thing as like, we were like, like we gotta get out of here. And then like, it's just a crazy place. You can, you dude, you can just do nothing for a year and it just goes <laughs> by like a fucking, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just so relaxed and like just beach shit. And like, you're just drinking and just doing warm paradise Florida shit. And I was like, dude, I'm not skating. I'm not filming shit. And I just, I was like, last minute, we like didn't know where to go. And I was like, last minute, I was like, do you want to try New York? And it felt so crazy to say that at the time. Cause like now I'm like 31 and I was like, is that the right move right now? Like I'm not fucking 17 anymore. Yeah. I mean, she was just like, she's always been super down to just do whatever. Like she moved a bunch as a kid. Like she was an air force baby. So like, it wasn't some new shit for her to just pack up and leave. Right. And she was like, yeah, let's, let's try it. I hope it works. Yeah. <laughs> Packed up a moving truck and still tripping. Like, I'm like, dude, I live here. It's fucked. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's a crazy place. And for as long as I've like wanted to live there, but been like, oh, there's no way. And then now to live there and I like have my apartment and all my stuff is in it. I walk out the door and I'm in fucking Brooklyn. Like it's still like a, every day is still trippy to me. Damn, how long you been there? That's a fucking wild ride. Mid-October, beginning of October. Oh, shit, it's brand new. Yeah, I, like, perfectly went there for winter. Everyone was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. But I, I couldn't have, like, timed it. Like, it was just time to leave Florida for whatever reason. It was just getting, like, kind of crazy there. I was like, dude, I, ha- I have to leave this place, or I'm just going to be a drunk piece of shit. I don't know. And then, yeah, we moved in, in October. So, yeah, it's been, like, I don't know, four and a half months. I have no clue. holy shit okay this is i remember one time you posted something and i think you sent it to me and you're like yo look at this clip like i think brad cromer got tick as in like little chubby did that happen or or were we imagining things because you just saying you're gonna become a drunk piece of shit i'm like maybe (laughs) i think it was your front side 360 kickflip on flat or something do you remember that showing me that clip (laughs) No, oh, I was in LA. I wasn't overweight or anything. There's oh, no way. Okay, okay, okay. Never mind. If it was the front the kickflip, I had like a shaved head. That that was at Frogtown Park in LA. I okay. mean, yeah. Maybe maybe that's the wrong clip. But I just remember you showed me a clip and you're like, "Yo, is our boy like? Because we're fans, or like, you yeah. know, is our boy getting tick? Uh, winner weight, man. It hits everyone. <laughs> that means like gaining weight or something." Yeah, but maybe it was just baggy clothes. Maybe it was just the clip, but I remember peeping that one and being like, oh, shit. (laughs) I recently stopped drinking. I don't know if it's permanent or whatever, but in, yeah, right after I moved to New York, it was, like, starting to get cold, and I was like, dude, I don't want to, like, hibernate and just drink, you know? I For my first winter, I wasn't like, I was like, dude, I'm probably not going to skate as much as I normally do. I'm just not going to drink for a week or whatever, and, like, I'm still not drinking. I haven't drank since, like, October 15th. So, damn, damn. Yeah, and before that, you may be right, whatever clip it was, 
I was drinking like definitely like at least three beers a night, like every night. Yeah, it adds up. I don't know if that's like alcoholic style or like I guess it is if you like feel like you need it or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for a long, long time, every night, like I like I can't have idle hands. I'm fucking can't sit still. And I just like and I quit smoking two years ago, quit smoking cigarettes. And I just would drink like not like I wouldn't go out to bars and shit. Like, I don't care to do that. But like just sit at home. I'd have like tops like five beers a night but that's like a lot i think mm-hmm. maybe yeah so maybe i'm sure there was a clip where maybe my shirt's off or something you're like damn he's all right like my stomach looked bigger i don't know <laughs> maybe my clothes are baggy or something yeah maybe uh, who, knows? That, who knows or maybe it's i was random getting, timing or i was getting ticked or whatever you said <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i've never heard that that Man, happens word. to us too it's not hey, no you're, insult you're, there yeah we didn't know yeah. i was gonna ask you how old you are but you're our age so we know 31 we know yeah yeah how, how old are you guys 31 i'm 30 but it's Sick. all the same shit and uh it's definitely easier to gain weight than lose it these days fuck sakes especially when yeah, yeah. the beers man they catch up to you quick <laughs> yeah dude i just i'm just testing it out and like i'm accidentally like you know five months in or what i don't know when october was it's march it, it's almost april now i've done it before when i was doing the transold video and i didn't drink for 14 months Damn. Dude, being hungover when you're our age, it's so fucked. I don't know about you guys, but I hate definitely. It. So your mom is pretty active in the skateboarding Instagram realm. Oh. She followed <laughs> us a year or two ago. No way. We thought we were definitely going to get the interview back then. But, you know, <laughs> good things come to those who wait. But it was yeah. a legendary follow. What's it like having your mom be such a big fan of yours and be present online? Dude, them supporting me as much as they do is super cool they've always been crazy supportive like my dad would bring me to contests in fucking even in miami or like he'd bring me to tampa am or like tampa pro when i was younger to go just watch you know right and just they were like as far as i remember like just i guess into it i think they liked that i liked it they saw how much i think they just saw how much like effort i put in and like how much i really loved skating and like yeah they just crazy supportive and like yeah she's just they're just my mom and my dad just still super supportive they like pay attention to just like like i'll post something on my story and my mom will be like that was super nice maybe you should post it for real or like (laughs) and i'm like mom i know what i'm doing like (laughs) or like oh that was a super cool wall where was that like parent stuff yeah i don't know but yeah I think that's like a new thing like parents on instagram right shit is weird right now i'll see like old ladies at the airport like playing bejeweled some fucking <laughs> like an ipad game and it's or even like an infant like holding an ipad playing games dude yeah. what are you doing like take that <laughs> ipad away from your kid give him you know give him like some legos or something yeah what the ha- <laughs> pogs what happened to all that shit <laughs> But yeah, my mom's like, she'll comment on shit, whatever. Like I'll, like I'll click Plunkett's posted something and then she'll like comment on, I see a comment from my mom on it. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, mom, stop. Like I don't say anything, but whatever. She's just into it and I'm into her being into it. It's better than her like being like, not liking it. Exactly. Like, for oh, sure. you're, how long are you gonna skate for? She's just supportive and my dad too. I'm into it. She'll comment on like David Gonzalez's post. <laughs> 
<laughs> like him playing. I don't know why I've even seen that, but like playing, like he'll be like ripping the guitar and like she'll like share it, like send it to me, and I'm like, cool. That's cool. Uh, my mom's out there on Instagram commenting too. I feel you. Yeah, it's all good. It's good for them. They're allowed to be on there. So we feel like you're arguably the least hateable skater out there. I'd give you a 99% success rate for trick selection. <laughs> Even when you do do a trick that I'm like, I might otherwise not think it's dope, you make it look good. A true skater skater. That being said, do you ever get hated on other than Manny yeah. Santiago? <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, of course. I feel like right now, there's always something that, that so, some kid always has something to say all the time. No matter what the fuck trick you do or how you did it or like if your fucking toe touched or like what your tail scraped or anything. It's just everyone always has some shit to say bringing like you down in some way. With you though, I can't imagine what someone would say. A neutral guy, nice guy, amazing skater, good style. Uh, thank you. I would love to see what the person, someone Dude, hating I, is saying. Sometimes I'll do shit that I, tricks that I think are whack. I did a hard foot back 5-0 yesterday. Like, I was, like, not serious. Austin was trying hard for back tails, and I was, like, trying hard for back five O's. I wouldn't want that to be on camera and, like, really come out in something. I'd put it on my story, and, like, people were, like, damn, what the fuck? Like, people, like, thought it was cool or something. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's cool, but, like, I do, and I'm not talking about myself, but, like, I do think if the right person does the right trick. Yeah. That's why I was saying you got that 99% success rate like you did the back nose grind to back nose blunt and yeah. like if someone else did that i feel like i wouldn't like it but you did it going so fast and actually like popped into it that it looked cool yeah thank you another one was like the tail slide inward heel flip thing you did on yeah. the intersection ledge in new york it's another one where i feel like if anyone else did that it might <laughs> yeah. look a little greasy but wouldn't turn yeah. out the same yeah it's kind of like a dark star trick or something <laughs> let's go back in time to 2012 the story takes place on a huff trip, and it involves yourself sleeping and the good homie Dan Plunkett, man. You care to explain? I think we got an air... We were in, like, the Northwest, I think. Maybe the second huff trip that we've done. Dude, it's... I don't have, like, details, but I remember us... I, we went to bed in the same room, probably, I think, me and Plunkett, and yeah, I don't remember, like, why or any... I just woke up to Dan peeing on me. <laughs> and I was God like... Damn it, Dan. Like, I don't, I don't know how it got to that point. Maybe he was, like, I'm sure we were drinking and whatever. And, like, maybe he was blacked out, sleepwalking or some shit. I, yeah, I just woke up. He's just peeing on me. I was probably, like, Dan, like, trying to wake him up. But, like, moved out of the way, obviously. And I was, like, <laughs> dude, you're fucking peeing. Or, like, wake up or something. And I think he, like, he probably, like, finished peeing and, like, mumbled and, like, walked out. I've been, dude, I've been peed on before by another what? friend. Yeah, same shit in Boston, like, when we used to go a long time ago, my friend John Coyne, just same shit, like, walked in, like, half alive, just peed on me. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, about that golden shower life, eh? Dude, no, but... <laughs> we didn't know the details. Good to know that it was, uh, he was asleep as well. It wasn't, like, Yeah, no, he didn't, like, walk in, like, yo, can I pee on you? Is that cool? <laughs> We've all blacked out while filming, especially when it's a scarier trick. 
I blacked out so good was a golden quote you dropped after you kicked up that huge gap to end your trans world part. Take us behind the scenes on that sesh. Why was the blackout so damn good? <laughs> I think someone ollied that thing. I think I screenshotted it and like probably zoomed into the fucking street name and like found it one day in New York. And then I was like, damn, I think I could kickflip this. It's like pretty scary. Like I looked at it again recently. There's just like a giant crack at the top and like you land in like, I think you land in like second Avenue, like in Manhattan. It's just like so fucking hectic, far to the bar. I kickflipped it on a trans world trip to New York, needed a last trick or something. And I thought that would could be like a last trick and then went there probably towards the end of the trip. Like, okay, let's do it. And then I think we went like next door to like a hardware store and I grabbed like a metal sheet thingy and like taped it down for the crack. And then I was just like super scared. Like it's like a dude, you can't like those kind of spots. You can't like second guess it, you know, rolling up. You know, if like a bicyclist is coming and you're going fucking, you're going to go fast. You want to clear, yeah. you want to clear the bar no matter what. So I'm just like looking at second Ave and it's just like real hectic. And I just like knew it was like, I wanted it to be my last trick. I put the pressure on myself to do it. I think O'Mealy was there. I knew it'd be like a cool photo or whatever. And I was just like nervous to try and set the fucking metal thing up and was like, all right. And then like had, a, had someone, probably Zared or someone in the street tell me when I could go. After I went, got my body over it the first time, it was, then you're kind of like, all right, let's go. Like, I got it. And then I just wanted to get it over with because it's just how hectic it was. And it's like on the side of like an apartment building. I don't think the kickflip took too long, but just the, the environment was just so fucking crazy that I just like wanted to get it over with. Yeah, I like in the clip, I roll away and I probably, I said something like, dude, I blacked out so good or like, <laughs> yeah, landed. Got over the crack on the ground, hopped the curb. It was a red light, got to roll through the street and like came back around. You kind of like, you're like, whoa, I'm fucking rolling away. I landed the trick. And you kind of like put it back together in like a blackout type way. I guess I meant like, oh, I just put everything aside and I just let myself do the trick with like nothing bothering me. Yeah, and then you just, and it still happens. Like I'm rolling away from like something that may have been like super hard or just like I wanted to just do it and be done with the trick where like you just, you're thinking about so much shit are usually me in my head. And just you, it's usually the times where I literally think of absolutely nothing that I'm like rolling away that try. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like good with, I, my brain's fucking psycho. I'm not like good at like just spacing out. Like I can't like meditate. My chick always tries to like be like, we should meditate today or like whatever. I can't, I don't know how to do that. Like I'll do, if I'm sitting there trying to meditate, I'll be like, damn, like backside flip would be pretty sick on that. Or like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I probably have to go get eggs or like, I'll just think of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, my mind's racing. And then just on when I'm trying some shit, like it's, yeah, it's usually when I just, I guess you'd say blackout or just like put everything aside, the trick happens and you're riding away and I'm like, it's just like, fuck yeah. Like, and so that's how I felt riding away from that just with the pressure of being like oh it's probably my last trick and then it ended up on the cover of trans world that's epic what's it like having like crazy skate ocd in a, in a city like new york i would like to say i'm a, like a little better recently with that i do deal with like anxiety and like i feel like everyone says they oh i have anxiety or like oh yeah dude so much anxiety i think i like i've never like gotten like checked out but 
do when I'm around like a lot of people or like there's a certain noise happening. It can like set me off and like I don't get like aggro and I'm not gonna like punch some shit, but I just like, I just, yeah, I get anxiety and like it could be anything that's just too much for me and like overwhelming. I don't know, lately, I think for me, quitting smoking cigarettes helped that I quit like a little, like two and a half years ago. And and I smoked for so long and there's just nothing good from smoking cigarettes. I realize now. Quitting smoking and then currently not drinking alcohol. And then currently I'm not drinking coffee. Dude, it lowers all that shit. A lot less anxiety. I'm not on edge, I'm not like jittery. And so I, maybe I did that because I'm like, I'm in New York, I'm fucking, I'm there. And maybe it, I knew those things would help me just relax a bit. Like I smoke CBD weed. I can't smoke regular weed, but they have, there's like stores in New York. Like I'll buy like, buy like the actual flower and like I'll break it up and make like little joints and shit. Sick, dude. That's yeah. sick. You got a handle of it, man. New York's a crazy city. It really is. I mean, and I jumped right into it. Like right when I got there, like, even with the cold weather, it was like straight to skating. Like once I had my apartment set up, I think quitting those things definitely helped me like be able to handle more shit. So these days it's not uncommon for a kid to come up out of nowhere, drop one video part or get like a cover, whatever it is. And then next thing you know, they're pro crooked and Mark Gonzalez like really made you work for it and become a household name before turning you pro. What it feel like to finally turn pro after being like an established dude in the industry for a long time? I mean, yeah, I was like flow and am for crooked for like, like since the Rosa Libre thing up to like turning pro was maybe like eight years. Like it was a while I would go on trips with them and like I was a part of the team. But dude, to finally turn pro for crooked was like crazy for me. Cause yeah, it was, it was a really long like road. And in that time, there was like a little time where I was like, I was actually like doubting, is this a thing for me? Am I like, am I gonna turn pro? And like, is skating a thing I should be doing? Like, I don't know. I was like getting older and like, even my parents started being like, well, how long do you think you're gonna, you know, do this for? But while being super supportive, they were, but they were just like being parents, you know, looking out for me. I turned pro living in Florida. So I maybe I was like 25. Yeah, once it did happen, it was, like, super surreal. Super cool. Yeah, it's just, it's trippy. It's still trippy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was one of those, like, hell yeah moments for it's anyone like who time. fucks with you. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, Brad. And there's probably countless dudes who, like, appeared in the skate game, like, way after you who turned pro overnight, where it's like, damn, does that ever get frustrating? Yeah, that did happen. I saw a lot of dudes that maybe I thought was, like, were on my level of skating or like just boom who's this new dude uh and then i'm a year later they're pro or even quicker the time frame of turning pro up to now is dude it's so fucking quick and yeah i don't know maybe it was just the t- the time frame it was just this in between time like it wasn't like that like crazy early 2000s skateboarding time you know where everyone's making crazy money it was like mm-hmm. tony hawk's pro skater and all that shit it was like I think it was this in between time where it was like maybe skating was a little, a little stagnant or just who knows. But I mean, I watched dudes come in and turn pro like, and I'd be like, damn, when's my turn? <laughs> I'd start doubting myself like, well, dude, am I like even good enough to be a pro? And then yeah, when it happened, I was like, I like, couldn't believe it. I guess it's almost probably 
makes it feel that much better that oh, you yeah. had to work for it for eight years on the same company. To be honest, after I turned pro, I kind of went like crazy, not crazy. I couldn't handle it. And I, dude, my phone was blowing up. The, the most uh, attention I had ever gotten right after I turned pro. I don't know if it was people wanting stuff or like congratulating me or like calling me, texting me, emails. I couldn't handle it. I could not handle it. Uh, it was too much, like almost like too much good for yeah. me. And I was just so overwhelmed. Maybe I had other shit going on at the time. Dude, I like broke down to my parents and like, I like cried and shit. And I, I had to like turn my phone off. I had I went and saw a doctor and shit and they like prescribed me pills. Just, I felt like super, uh, I don't know what the fuck it was. I couldn't like handle the pressure or something. I don't know if this is like sounds weird or something, but I just, it was too much for me. And I, and then well, I don't know what the fuck medication it was. And like, it was just a lot of anxiety and I like, weaned off those pills because I do fuck pills and got off those and my appetite was all fucked up from that and like slowly I started like it like settled in I guess I could like go skate again and like talk to my friends dude it just it was this weird like couple weeks I was like emotionless or something it was really weird and then I think it just settled in and I was like okay I'm a pro skater everything's fine like just skate like whatever and just, and then everything like boom everything's back to normal. Damn, wow. that's crazy, man. It was yeah. super weird. It I can't I can't explain what it was that happened, dude. I was like seeing in black and white or some shit. There was no emotion from me. Can't explain it. The doctors couldn't even explain it. But wow, yeah. And they just went boom. Here, oh, force fed me pills. Like, here, just take pills. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. But and then and then it settled in, and I was like, dude, this is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. there you go <laughs> took a little while but it kicked in and it was a good thing in the end yeah it just settled in and i was like i'm a pro skater what's next I, yeah. I don't know so you've had an outrageous amount of footy come out countless video parts you kill it on instagram through posts and your stories but if you had to pick which would be your favorite video part and why uh death the crooked video lsd just because you put so much thought into it? Yeah, it just was more thought out. It was less random. I mean, random's good sometimes, but I just like, like I said, it was just planned out and like a good time for me. I felt productive. I felt like on point. And it's like more recent, so I'm not like embarrassed about it or something. I like the music I skated to. I was like super psyched on those songs. I don't know if they even got rights, but I'm like so psyched I skated to those <laughs> songs. The music in your parts always complements your skating pretty perfectly. Do you pick the music in your parts? What's the process been like over the years? Thank you, and I most definitely pick my music. I'm pretty crazy about the way like shit's gonna come out or look or how I'll be perceived. When I'm working on like starting to work on a part or whatever the fuck it is, I definitely have like a vision of like all of it, the music. Like I said, like choosing tricks and all that shit. And definitely for the music, if I'm starting to work on something, I either already have a song or I'm like, I mean, I do this regularly. I'm deep on YouTube or like Apple Music, whatever the fuck, like searching out bands or like songs, certain genres. It's usually like shoegaze shit, I don't, like My Blade Valentine or like Jesus Mary Chain or like, I don't know, that just that type of music fucks me up. I just... I like it a lot. It just 
maybe I think it also does go well with the way I skate. So yeah, I'm definitely like I'm I'm probably an annoying about it actually <laughs> to the editor. I'm down to like milliseconds being cut off riding up to tricks and shit. I don't know if that's kooky or something, but I just like want to look back and not be like fuck it, oh, I hate the way I ride away or like you know what I mean? I'm just oh, yeah. A fucking crazy person, I guess. Hey, you're one of the crispiest dudes out there, so you've done a <laughs> hell of a job picking music, yeah. trick selection, everything. We're huge fans, man. Keep being uh, <laughs> obsessive with it because it's thank working. You. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. So you're known for your flick. You got the best kick flips, front side flips, switch flips, everything. But apparently you have ankles made of glass. How do you maintain the flick, both regular and switch, with the bad ankles? Dude, I I'll be I'll get lucky and like you know not roll my ankle or something for a couple months and I won't even be thinking about it. But yeah, I do tend to like not terrible ones like knock on wood. It's fake wood. But yeah, I tend to like kind of twist my ankles a lot or like roll them or I've broke probably both of them. I I had surgery on my my left foot, my front foot. I think I was 17. Like, I broke it so fucking bad, so young, and I maybe I was like, let's just do it now, whatever. They had to, like, pull my ligaments back together and fucking oh. staple them and shit. Like, the one that runs up the side of your ankle. They had to tighten it and, like, staple it together, and then, like, I broke my growth plate in that foot. Like, so if I was still growing, I feel like my left foot would never grow. But that I'm kind of glad I did that early on, you know, like, the surgery, because it did feel, once I did recover from that i do it felt like stronger i guess but honestly both my ankles are pretty much made of glass they'll fucking just roll over on like i rolled it the first day here i like to i did an impossible on flat my i landed in my back foot like came off the tail and just it did a quick like oh and it right now it's it's not like big or bruised but like I didn't want it to like affect my trip so i just pretended it's fine like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, as a fellow shitty ankle brother, I feel you, and I'm jealous that you fucking maintain your flick like that. Yeah. Got them mob-ass kickflips, man. Really? I, <laughs> dude, I feel like sometimes mine are mob. Like, I feel like I kick a little to the side on some kickflips. They aren't the same as when I was younger. Let's just say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a little restricting, but, like, <laughs> I straight up, I, pre- I pretend they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I do. I'll try that after this interview. See what happens. I'll get my my Herman flick back. Just yeah. pretend, pretend they're good. You got the kick flips. You got the switch flips, but you also have my favorite trick in the game: the switch tray of pain. Can you tell us about your relationship with that magical trick, and then maybe take us behind the scenes on the one that was your last trick? Dude, that trick was always really hard for me growing up. That and frontside flips. Now they're like my two, one of my two favorite tricks probably. Growing up, I could not frontside flip. I didn't make sense. And switch trays, I would like watch like my friends doing. Like I'd skate with Ben Gore a bunch when I was younger. Dude, he would switch trays so good on flat. And I would like, in games of skate and shit, I would just take a letter. And like, <laughs> it could just, you know, give up. Like I would look stupid trying them. And then uh, honestly, more recently, like in the last few years, I like figured out where, how to stand and like, not like I have them super good, but I like figured out like the general like little secret stance that works for me. And like even yesterday or the day before me and Austin were like, 
showing each other how we stand for switch trays. Dude, he has really good switch tray. He was like tripping on how I stand and I was tripping on how he stands. He puts his foot in the pocket, but I don't, I don't know. Everyone has their own, like, dude, a lot of people can switch tray, but like, yeah, everyone has their own. That trick is really re- rewarding to ride away from, like even on flat, every time. It's a special, special trick, my it, dude. Yeah, you oh love it, huh? God. Do you love that trick? Can you switch tray? Do I, I? If I have to, maybe once in a while. Nothing. I ain't part of the gang, though. You, but do you not like it because you like it's not your trick or something? No, I like it. I love it. I'd love to be able to do it, but that's how I was forever. I'm working on them. Yeah, behind the scenes, you know. Yeah, for so long I was like, dude, I want to be a switch tray guy, or like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like how there's just dudes that could switch tray, like Johnny Layton or fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like BA or someone could just kind of like switch tray something. I'm not like that. I don't think I ever will be like that. But dude, yeah, riding away from a switch tray, it feels fucking amazing every time. I'm jealous of the dudes that can set like Johnny Layton's foot placement on them allows him to go super fast. Like my foot placement, my feet are like I have to tighten my trucks if I'm doing it down something because I'll just wobble out because my feet are like so apart. Yeah, that's why the pocket, putting your foot in the back pocket makes zero sense to me. Yeah, I'm in the pocket for sure. I don't get it. My board won't leave the ground if I do that. It's going to like spin on the, like stay on the ground. I need like my foot in the, my, most of my foot needs to be in the back middle tip kind of thing. Like, so all that pressure gets like a solid like snap off the ground. I, yeah, I watch Austin and I'm like, dude, I don't know. They're so good. And I try it with the pocket and it just looks like trash. <laughs> well... Welcome to the Switch Tray Gang. I know it's been a few years, I don't but think we're happy I mean, to have you, uh, man. Oh, I, thank you. I don't <laughs> can't even I, speak right now. You're you're the leader. Uh, no, no, no. So. I'm not the leader. I'm I'm just the founder. For years, yeah. he's been coming up with different levels and names. People are colonels, commanders, sergeants. Dude, that's sick. I like that shit. Lieutenants. That's like some nerdy shit. Uh, uh. I honestly, I don't think I'm. A, I wouldn't say I'm a part of it. Like. But thank, Reggie, thanks. you switched trade over a fucking picnic a table. table that man. shit was tiny, though. <laughs> Whatever. That trick's hard to go straight upwards with. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're in the gang, B. You're in the gang, whether you like it or not. Oh, man. Can you tell us about one of the most epic trips of your career to date? The turkey toe trip? What happened there? That trip was fucking insane. I don't even know why we were there. This dude, Brian Kelly, that was shooting photos for Huff at the time. Like, he would shoot lifestyle or no he was shooting lifestyle skate ship uh product stuff i think he like pitched to keith he was like hey it'd be cool if we went to turkey to shoot uh the winter gear or whatever i think i like stubbed my toe and it like it like snapped and like went back into my foot i for i dude i forget what happened but i used to have a photo on my old phone it was so purple and so bloody and I remember like that little side part where you would get like a hangnail or something. Mm-hmm. I remember s- the first time doing this, it was so gross. I like squeezed up the side of it, like rolled my thumb across it and it exploded with pus. Oh, oh. damn. And pus and like thick pus and blood came out of my toe and uh, it maybe it was like infected, I'm sure. Jesus. And like, I don't know how it, that it happened, but it hurt so bad and I don't, I don't even know if I skated it didn't even matter we were just like walking around with beanies on (laughs) it was a vacation like i said we were there just to shoot like the winter huff gear at the time me and plunkett were so drunk all day every day like (laughs) 
nothing mattered. We all we had to do was make sure we had like a jacket on and like a little half beanie with like the logo visible. Sick. And we, dude, we went to like Cappadocia, like crazy ass places. I like I had pissed my pants in a on a really long bus ride. <laughs> God damn, dude! <laughs> what happened? Either going to or from Cappadocia, it's like a charter bus, like where you have your like your luggage and shit. Yeah. And like I was sitting in the seat, like against the window. Plunkett, <laughs> Plunkett was next to me, and like whatever became stuff for another seat. We had like assigned seats, probably. And um, mm-hmm. since no one spoke English, we were, I wasn't like previously warned like oh it's a five and a half hour bus ride obviously we bought like 12 packs and shit before we got on the bus so we're drinking like crazy and i got up to use the bathroom and it was like the lady like maybe i don't know said like no like or no not working i don't know how she said it Mm -hmm. maybe there's like a fucking sign on it and i was like oh sick so i can't use the bathroom (laughs) but i was like dude how the fuck are you gonna have a long bus ride with no working bathroom they're not letting us use a bathroom and like Plunkett was laughing at me <laughs> and I was like kind of laughing too and I was but I, then it got like serious and I was like yo I was like I, I really have to pee it like started hurting and Plunkett was like still laughing I was it got just serious and I was like dude I'm I was like I'm gonna pee and he was like no you're not he's like what like just here and we started like uh, what I don't even know like what looking at funny old photos on our phones or some shit to like distract me yeah <laughs> And it was like nighttime and we're just literally in the middle of nowhere, just Turkey somewhere. It got to the point where I was like, dude, I looked at Dan and I was like, I'm going to pee in my pants. Oh. And he was like, dude, no, you're not. I was like, I'm going to do it. There was just this like very fine line moment where I was like, I went from like having to pee to just, I'm like, I'm going to pee. <laughs> like I'm peeing. And then I, I don't know. I just like let it go. And I just... I just peed in my pants sitting in this felt bucket seat on a bus. Holy and like, fuck, dude. I just peed. That I don't know. It. I had no choice. Absolutely no choice. And then, dude, like 10 minutes later, we just pulled off to like this rest stop. And, every- <laughs> oh, <laughs> and everyone God. like, everyone gets out and like gets to smoke cigarettes and like go get a coffee or whatever. And I was like, wow. And I just like <laughs> went in the bathroom and I like threw my shit away and like grabbed pants out of my suit, whatever the fuck. And just changed. And oh was my god! So mad, but like it was so funny. We were just drunk. It was yeah. just like funny. That's hilarious. Damn, bro. And There's a lot of piss stories in your in your life, man. But this season too, man. There's lots <laughs> of piss stories going on. Is that season. super embarrassing or is that like <laughs> no, funny? That's jokes. That's I don't serious, know, man. It was um, funny as shit at the time. We heard a little something about Dan Plunkett's wedding. Can you tell us the story about that? And maybe Jake Donnelly is involved. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Dan got married. Maybe it was like a year ago now. Jake Donnelly's there. I've known him for so long and he's just funny as fuck. And like Staba was there. We were just like getting wild each night. And one night we just ended up in like someone Sturgill, one of the Atlanta homies uh cottage or whatever. And like me, Staba, Donnelly, Dan's aunt was there for some reason. We were like just partying in there and I was standing next to Jake. And we were like, just like holding a beer, like drinking. And he was standing next to me and Jake was like, yo, this floor feels really weak. He said it so chill. And he did like, he didn't jump, but he did like where your toes are on the ground and did like a little bouncy thing. <laughs> and as he was like, he was like, yo, this floor is super weak. As he said weak, he broke through the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the ground like 
he just literally went through the floor and it just went all the way up to like his armpits oh my god and then he just was uh, probably still holding his beer <laughs> like he probably still had his beer in his hand and he went like dude like a fucking building going down or something like straight through the floor to to his, to arms. his armpits oh. yeah like to where it kept him from continuing oh, wow and I I think that's the hardest I've ever laughed ever. <laughs> it was fucking cr- and Stabo was like on the floor crying, like we were all cr- like completely in tears, crying, laughing, and Jake was like dying. I swear, still holding his beer, like crying, laughing, with just like you just see his armpits and up, and he we we're just like holy shit, J- you just went through the fucking floor, and like just. It was so fucking funny. It even took a bit for us to be able to pull him out. Oh. Uh, I have, like, photos of Jake through the floor, like, crying. <laughs> and, like, stable on the ground next to him, like, hugging him and whatever. And then whatever. We, like, ended up being, like, pulling him out of the ground. And, dude, we looked down, and it was, like, 15 feet down. And, oh, no. Until, like, <laughs> ground, what, not ground level, but wherever the ground was under there. Yeah. And there was... It was like this. It looked so scary down there. There was like, holy shit! Imagine being down there and seeing his legs come through. <laughs> it like there was like probably like monsters down there or something. It was like just like old just two by fours and it dust everywhere. Jesus. We were like, dude, so glad that he got like he didn't go all the way through, you know? Yeah. And we wow. pulled him out and like laughed for another fucking so long and then. I don't know. Stabus started like throwing lamps into the hole and like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Dan's aunt threw her boot at my face and it, I don't know how I didn't have a black eye. It hit me dead in the nose. And then he, Stabus grabbed her boot and threw it in the hole. <laughs> like not, you're not getting anything back out of that. I couldn't explain it to where it'd be as funny as it was, obviously, but like. Just picturing that. When I look yeah, at the. Fo- and yeah, like a nice was- suit too, like because. <laughs> His dress pants but coming But with through. the beer in his hand, obviously. Yeah, it was so. so fucking funny. And then just Stabo being there made it funnier. And, like, it, it was, yeah, it was wild. It was funny shit. Maybe we had it all wrong. Maybe it was Jake that got tick, not Brad. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn, is that shots fired? Oh! <laughs> Careful, ghost. I'm just kidding. So your pants have evolved over the years. Wow. Back in your Florida days, they were kind of skinny. Moved out to Cali, they're a little more relaxed, and now in NYC, some might even call them baggy. Tell us about the evolution of your pant size, man. And also, congrats on the bricks and pant. We both rocked that while we're skating. Sick, thanks. For yeah, well, when I was younger, I was wearing like crew pants and shit. When the Reynolds pant came out, like I definitely had those. Mm-hmm. Even the Greco pant. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it slowly got baggy and baggier i don't know in la i was wearing normal fitting pants i guess you'd say and then like personally i still like a tapered pant like my bricks and pant but i switched it up i remember like i was on a trip somewhere and i just was like in a fucking shitty mood and i was like i i went crazy i felt like super claustrophobic in like whatever pant i was wearing and i I was like dude i can't skate i was going crazy in the whatever pant it was (laughs) And I was like, I need a baggier pant. I don't know. You like, you're like constantly trying to figure out what you like, I guess. Of course. And yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I like loosened it up a little bit. It just, dude, when you get older, you like, you start to like just want what's comfortable. 
Oh, for sure. That's us, man. Yeah. I obviously want to look cool or look good, but, like, if I feel comfortable, like, I'm fine. It's nothing worse than bad pants, man. Yeah, and there's a lot of bad drive pants. Drive you crazy. Uh, there's <laughs> some, some people wear some really bad pants right now. People ask me a lot about my pants for some reason. Trendsetter. So I'm saying, It's like a tapered, like my Brixton pants. So you just pull the tab. There's no fucking belt. Yeah. Whatever's the most, put the pan on and go skate, boom. Obviously, like, it should look good. But, yeah, I want to be comfortable. That's it. You recently got the Cromer 2 officially popping with Huff shoes. How was the design process? How are you liking the shoe? Uh, yeah. For my second shoe, uh, I wanted to kind of, like, switch it up from the whole style of my first shoe. And then I just was, like, scrambling my brain, figure out, like, well, do, should I just add on to my first shoe or should I, like, do a whole new shoe? And I, I mean, this happened a long time ago. Like, shoes take so long to work on before they come out. And I was just, I still wanted something super plain, but I wanted, like, a little more support, more comfortable. Like I said, like, you get older, you just want more, just more comfort. And I just, it's still the same sole. It's still, like, slender. When you look down, it's still, like, pointy. But there's just a little more shoe up top, and it's, like, I feel more, like, support in it. I don't know. Less, less like, heel bruises. It's still vulcanized. I don't know. I like it, and I've gotten good feedback from dudes wearing them. Hell, yeah. It's a crispy-looking shoe, man. Thank you. Might have to holler at a box. You dig? I haven't asked you for haven't a box. You haven't asked for what in is happening minute. here? Dude. You're I, asking for shoes? If for <laughs> what, real. What? I, I've, I've heard you ask. You get Nikes. Yeah, I just true. S- someone reminded me about the box shit, and I'm like, damn, I haven't asked for a box like for two all season. years. He asked everyone for a box, and this year he's been chilling. True. Do you get like Nike shoes? Nah, that's actually evaporated. But I actually, uh, be- right before I fell asleep last night, I was talking to Siri, and I was like, Siri, remind me to email Craig at 10 a.m. Yeah. So I'm gonna email the Nike homie. Oh, to yeah. get some more. Need some new ball kicks, man. There you go. Not non-skate shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah got the True. got the plug still at nike yeah that's good uh dude if yeah for real if you want like crooked boards or whatever like i'm sure we can, like if you guys want anything hey jim takes great care of us man shouts for to real? deluxe yeah. you guys skate deluxe boards yep yeah, i'm skating cool. an anti-hero right now yeah dude deluxe boards yeah. are the best jim and cody man yeah shouts to cody man they keep us looking nice <laughs> that's awesome mm-hmm. so man what's next for brad cromer what do you got coming up dude what is next for me i don't know nothing specific just uh i mean i'm new to living in new york and i'm just looking forward to spring summer fall better weather i guess and that's the cool thing about the east coast in general like there's just actual weather so like you get psyched on good days days. yeah and that's something that freaked me out about la is dude every day was the same Every day was the same day, and <laughs> nothing was different, and I don't know. I just, it kind of drove me crazy, and, like, dude, even being hurt or just wanting to chill, or if you're hungover, like, you just felt, like, so shitty. You just see everyone out, like, in the, on the sunniest day, like, 70 degrees, just killing it on Instagram or whatever, and you just feel like a piece of shit just wanting to sit at home for a day or two. I always felt like I was, like, missing out just because it was, like, Everyone was out constantly. There was no like off days. And in New York, I just like, I do get off days. I appreciate the off days. And then those off days make me appreciate the on days where it's like super nice. Hell yeah. That's the one good thing about winter is like, it recharges your battery for spring, get real hyped. Yeah, when it's a nice day, like recently, 
you just like you said in the beginning or earlier like just wearing a hoodie dude you're i'm so psyched to just put a hoodie on <laughs> versus like a north face jacket and like fucking three you know four layers and long yeah, johns and it's so hard to skate with that on your body i don't yeah. know um, but yeah, for me, I'm, there's nothing specific. And nothing specific sounds great to us. We're yeah. uh, going to work on a bunt video oof, and oof. Uh, might have to come down, skate oh, with yeah. the homie and get some Cromer clips. Dude, I'm down. I'm down. Let's get the ball now rolling. Why wouldn't I be down? I'm down for sure. Like, I just like to be working on shit, really. Hey, you're part of the bunt gang now. Switch yeah. trade gang member. Welcome home. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's only right. You get a clip in the vid, man. Yeah, for real. If you guys come there, like, dude, I'll just go skate, film shit. What is it going to be, iPhone or, like, VX or something? We're trying to do, like, a proper thing, but, like, anyone who's been on the pod is more than welcome to be in the video. So everyone gets a clip? Or, like... No, no. Like, that'd, be, that'd be great. I mean, that but... would be sick, but, like... Like, there'll be, like, a center part and shit? Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, no, Clint like, Walker part? Like, like, no, yeah. no, no, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, it's that time. Ready for some rapid fire B? Oh, I'm ready, yeah. <laughs> Favorite skater? Old PJ Lad. Coliseum video. Torn up Excels. Black hoodie. Favorite video? Photosynthesis. Favorite video part? PJ's part in that Coliseum video. Favorite style? Mark Johnson, maybe. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Old PJ Lad. <laughs> and like a lot of Ren Andrew Reynolds. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Bishad. Favorite trick? I mean, any flat ground trick, I don't know. Frontside flips. Like we said earlier, switch trays always feel pretty fucking cool. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hardest trick for you? I can't switch front heel. Most illegal trick? For some reason, big flips bother me on flat ground. In a Ooh. line, like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone just throws out a big flip in a line when they don't know how to end it or something. <laughs> yeah. It used to be back big spins, and everyone, now everyone just does big flips. Yeah, and, like, that's true. They just look unfinished. Like, you don't catch them. But then there's exceptions. Like I said, Alex Olsen did one at Jaquan that was, like, so good. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe kickflip up the triangle in Miami. That was like, crazy. Yeah, that's one of those spots that, unless you've been there, you'll never understand how yeah. gnarly it is going in or out. Oh, dude, into it is way more terrifying than to, for me than to go up it. I just wish I had pants on. I was wearing shorts in that clip. <laughs> gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed the first time i went to spain i like so jet lagged just skated up to makba and i was like holy shit i'm in makba like i felt like i was dreaming and i just looked up and i seen like danny way i'd seen pj lad tori and then i this is literally i'm skating up i'm in makba and i'm looking at these dudes and i turn my head and just chris joslin just throwing down on the top like the oh. whole ledge <laughs> yeah and he and I'm just looking at him like, boom, back big spins over the trash can into the street. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I didn't even like feel anything. I was like, that was fucking crazy. I don't know if you remember that clip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the gnarliest trick I've seen with my eyes for like <laughs> skill wise. But did I care about? I watched Dylan do the impossible 50 on Cheesecake Hubba, like the orange one. Oh, sick. Yeah. To be there for that was super sick. What's the best trick you've ever done that wasn't caught on film? 
I've done like a few nollie heel back nose grind back when 80s. That's like tech as fuck for me. Woo! What's the one trick that got away? I remember in SF, you know the bump to barrier there? Yeah. Like, kind of by Thrasher. Yeah. I tried to switch shove it, revert that, and stuck it a bunch and like ended up just like wasting a day or two trying that. Never happened. Damn, that'd be a sick one. Yeah. What's the last new trick you learned? Hard feel back by Bo. <laughs> Yesterday, yeah. What's your dream job after skating? It'd be cool to not have a job. You know, not to be homeless, but like be ch- <laughs> like kind of have a house or something. I don't know. I could see I could see myself maybe like investing in like a, a house soon and then like when I'm older like having just some random job. I don't know. I gotta be doing like I said, I can't have idle hands. I gotta be like doing something like physical. Favorite local brand? My friend Jimmy just opened a shop, a skate shop called Postmodern. It's just helping like the area. Like it's in West Palm Beach. You just, I'm seeing like old, old friends that like stopped caring about skating and they're kind of like swooping back in. Sick. There's a mini ramp in the back. It is a pool table. Like it's just a really cool scene. And I'm like, dude, I got to go there and be a part of it. Hell yeah. Shouts to Postmodern. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Favorite local skater? Dude, this kid just skating. That's like his Instagram name. J-U-S-K-A-T-I-N or something. I can't explain it. He's just like, dude, he films himself every, I don't even think he has a job. I don't know how. Damn. Every, I've maybe met him before. I don't even know. But like, you just have to look at his Instagram. He just, he films himself every day on his phone, like sets his phone up at every spot, just drops in on roofs, just does like the craziest, sets up the weirdest shit. And dude, he'll like skate a curb in the middle of the woods, like weird <laughs> shit. It's just just skating. I think his name is Justin something. And yeah, dude, it's just sick. You got to like click his Instagram yeah, or something. We'll, we'll peep it. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Super brand. It's like a clothes. They make clothing. I think they like, I don't know if they make surfboards. It was like surf. And then they started doing, <laughs> they started doing skate shit. And I rode for it. Like Chris Roberts was on it. And it was so random. And at the end of that, dude, I like, they called me and were like, oh, I think we're going to, like, cut the skate side of it. Like, it's just not doing well. And I was like, all right. And I was, like, super young. I was, like, 19, or I don't know. And I was like, all right. And they owed me two months of, like, a paycheck. They just owed me money. I think it was, like, three grand or something. And, dude, for that time, I was like, that's so that's a million dollars. I was on the phone with this, like, owner, accountant guy. And he was, like, just giving me the runaround. And, dude, I, and I remember go- driving. He'd be like, maybe i don't even know looking at like his maps and telling me certain banks to go to in my area to get a wire transfer or some shit and i would like i went to like four different banks and every every uh wire thing would bounce or like they there wasn't enough money in the accounts that he was telling me to try to give me the money from and it was so sketchy and i was like dude they're about to screw me out of like three grand and just some shady shit and then i ended up going to some bank of america or something and like the whatever like file number whatever worked and like i got the money in cash and i was like so it's like like holding that much money it was so cool at the time and i was like i was like done with them fuck them like (laughs) it was just weird really weird i don't know at least you got paid out man yeah yeah favorite teammate ever i mean mark gonzalez probably worst teammate ever uh jake anderson dude he's i don't know if you've met him no he he's so it's like a love-hate thing he's so fucking like loud he's the loudest scratchiest like shitty voice like (laughs) 
it's just he could be a mile away and you're like oh jake's telling a story like he's <laughs> we call him grip tape voice it's this it hurts to hear him you like talking all loud he's <laughs> Sometimes I'm I want to like kill him like I don't know but then there's times where I like dude he's so funny I don't know yeah, definitely Jake Anderson worst yeah. company rebel rockstar monster anything like that that's just so not skating but like dudes are just riding for it <laughs> that shit is so fake like and they're posting it on their Instagram the fucking can <laughs> you know and then they tag them. You know they got like told to post that. It's yeah, just, for sure. It's just embarrassing. I don't know if it's embarrassing. It's just weird. That just shit. That shit shouldn't be in skating. They're just trying to suck the life out of it. Worst trend. Keys hanging from the belt loop. Oh, holy shit! Janitor steez. It just bothers me so much. Why are they on your belt loop? <laughs> I'm not gonna name the dude, but there's this clip. It's like a team went to Dubai. There's just a line of this dude, and there's key, so many keys hanging from his belt loop. Dude, what the fuck are those keys for? You're in Dubai. Like, do you have oh, a bunch shit. of Airbnbs and, like, a bunch of, like, closets to open? Or, like, did you bring, like, 20 safes with you? Oh, shit. That's glorious. Worst style? Sven Kilcherman. Damn. Last person you want on the sesh. Uh, I know you want me to like name a dude or something and you could do the sirens and all but <laughs> The last person I want in a sesh is there's two kinds of people The people that walk up and just start filming you on their phone you're in the zone like trying some shit and like Just they walk up like a mom or you know what I mean? Just someone walks up and they're just yeah boom, boom, Start filming you waiting for you to either perform for them like a fucking monkey or they want you to just eat shit yeah. for sure and then the people that walk up and just start like telling you how to do it, how to do the trick mm -hmm. as if they skate or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> a random, random dude that walking up and being like, nah, you got to go up higher up, bring it down over there and land on that. And they're just like screaming at you like they've done the trick before or something. And like, dude, you have no clue what you're talking about. You've never skated. You don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Brad. Man, thank you so much for being on the final episode of Season 8, dog. Dude, for sure. Thank you guys for having me. Like, I'm glad I finally got on here and did it. Hell yeah. It's over with. I did it. Man. So <laughs> Killed we're it. We're good to go. Thanks, yeah, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. We got a big time announcement for y'all. Based on high demand, S Footwear is re-releasing the original S Scheme shoe in its royal colorway. This shoe is one of a kind and available at Exo Skate Shop, Nine Times, Top of the World, and The Boardroom. Y'all can't miss this one. Get down to your local skate shop and get yours before it's too late. All right, man, let's get into these emails. I heard the inbox was full this week, dog. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Jay Overton. Hey, I really dig the show and was wondering how you guys go about booking guests. 
Is it all business with sponsors and money, etc.? Or do you just have anyone on at any given time that you're into? Anyways, I know Dave Chammy and just think he's a super interesting dude. Shot 50 Trans World covers or whatever. Did the fully flared tours and just got out of the hospital after two months from being hit by a car on his scooter. Thanks for reading. P.S. I love the Joe Castrucci episode. Thanks for the email. We get our guests mainly through our friends, DMs, whatever. By any means necessary, you heard? Whatever it takes, baby. As far as your boy, Dave Chammy, 50 Transworld covers. It's pretty damn impressive. Maybe said one or whatever, so I don't know if that's accurate. That's If it is 50, that's it's pretty impressive. damn impressive. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe one day he'll uh, find himself in Studio E. Who knows, man? In the meantime, heal up from that fucking car crash. That sounds gnarly. All right, next up, we got an email from David James Delfino. A.K.A. Fino, the kook of pain. Hey guys, last episode you mentioned Donovan always drafts Gronk in the second round. What rejected trades hurt you most and would have stopped you from paying double in your pool? Oh wow, it sounds like he's got insider knowledge on our league, knowing that you came double. Also, he won the league, of course he has insider knowledge. Also, who ended up winning the Bunt Live pool? Why are you ruining the surprise of his email? Last question, with Patriots losing both Gronk and Robert Kraft... And soon, Brady, what bandwagon team will Dono start cheering for soon? Damn, Dave. Shots fired. Sounds like a Miami Dolphins fan, man. Well, yeah, Dave won the league. Congrats again. Nobody cares. A legendary run. And first place regular season. Very impressive. Basically, Dave won the league because no one did accept any of his trade offers. When you get a an offer from Dave, you just... Sometimes I just hit decline before I even look at it. He should be thanking the rest of us, I think, man. We did it for him. Yeah. He wants to know what bandwagon you're going to jump on next. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears, man. They got a uh, nice young team, Mitchie True, Khalil Mack. Might move over to the Bears, but I think I can squeeze at least two more years out of Brady and the Patriots, man. One thing I know is I ain't trying to see that Robert Kraft tape. I don't know why people are like talking about exposing it. No one wants to see that man fucking getting an HJ or whatever he did. People hate the Patriots, man. Leave Robert alone, man. Y'all do the same thing if you had his money. (laughs) All right, next up, we got an email from Owen Commons. Crooks Fakey. Dear Dono and Ghost, what are your feelings about Crooked to Fakies? Why not pop out the forward? But I see them again and again from the best dudes and they look fucking terrible. Can we put Crooked to Fakies on the most illegal trick list so people know not to fuck with them? Thanks for all the great content. Yo, thanks, Owen, for the email. But unfortunately, we're going to have to disagree with you, man. A good crook fakie or a naughty crook fakie to start a line, sometimes necessary. And a perfect example, Wade Desarmo. And I think it was the Grand Collection video. Yeah. Starts a line in Barcy with a naughty crook fakie, finishes it up with a fakie flip front crooks. I was very impressed by that line. And sometimes it just looks smooth, man. Yeah, the right person's got to do it. They can look sloppy as hell. They're tasteful when done right. I'm trying to think of one, but I feel like Dustin Dolan's like done it on a handrail. Like it just adds a little extra flair. Oh, that would sometimes. I can just imagine what that would look like. But man, like Brad Cromer said, dog, the right person can make any trick look good. Real talk. All right, next up, we got an email from our boy, Nick Eeks. God damn, this season flew by, boys. Been sitting back, enjoying these episodes, though, for show. Doing that and counting down the days until Wentz bombs a TD to D-Jacks. Woo! Football can't come soon enough, but that's besides the point. 
My question for you today is predictions for the respective conference finals. The West is a shit show, and I don't know if the Warriors got what it takes this year. And in the East, of course, I'm rooting for my new look Sixers. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Enjoy your time off, and cheers, my dogs. Nick Eeks, back in the post office, right where we like him, man. <laughs> what up, homie? I can't wait till Wen starts airing it out to D-Jax, too. I think uh, that was a missing threat to the Philadelphia offense this year, the long ball. And uh, it's back. Real shit. Yo, the West is so hard to predict. If the fucking Thunder can start playing like they were about three weeks ago, I could see them in the conference finals. But if I had to pick right now, Houston's looking pretty unstoppable. I think we got a repeat of the same conference finals. But I would love to see the Thunder against the Warriors as well. Or even Thunder, Houston. Uh, and in the East, not going to lie, Tobias Harris, my dude. Joel Embiid, my dude. I'm not a big Ben Simmons fan, but... I feel like fucking last year's loss to the Celtics, shorthanded, pissed them off. They've got something to prove this year. Jimmy Butler, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm saying Raptors, Sixers, man. Damn. So you're going Warriors and Houston, Raptors well, and yo, Sixers. The Bucks have just lost three dudes to injury now. Like They're dropping like flies over there. I think they like might get some of them back, though, no? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, unfortunately, I got to agree. The Warriors, they're going to make it. Right now, it sits. They're going to play the Thunder, so... We don't see that series, hopefully, one way or another. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Nailed it. I might put the Bucks in there over the Sixers, but... Yeah, honestly, that's such a coin flip. Like, we can't pretend to have some expert opinion on this one, because I swear if you ask 10 fucking ex-NBA players, current NBA players, they'd all give you a different team. It's such a close race, those top four. Mm-hmm. But it'll be out of the three, the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Sixers, I believe. Celtics, if they get on the same page, one week they look amazing, the next they look like shit. I would want to see Philly and the Raptors. That's the one I want to see, Oof. and the Raps winning. Because fucking the Bucks have had our number all year. Yeah, it'd be nice to not run into them. And the Celtics, Kyrie's just too scary, man, in those clutch situations. Fucking, I think we could, we could shoot better free throws than... Uh, the Sixers in the clutch, ice them. A little deeper, too. Hopefully a little deeper. Yeah. All right, next up, we got an email from Travis Orton. Thanks for giving me a reason to sit at my desk the last few months. So with football around the corner, kind of, what's up with a bunt fantasy league? Some listeners and you dudes can keep it friendly or toss some loot down. Let's do it. I usually do three leagues, but I'm leaving one after a sketchy commission still not paying out. Damn, that's whack. Jeez. Thanks, Derek. Shouts to you, Derek, you cocksucking shit commissioner. Have a great... Uh, that was me, not the email. Have a great time off. Looking forward to next season already. And go Bucks, Travis. First things first, man. You got to find the right commissioners. Me and Saifa, commissioners in some of our leagues. And they about the sturdiest fantasy leagues you can find out there, man. Bro, I'm in the worst fantasy basketball league You can't right be now. dealing with that shit. Holy shit. Fucking people eliminated. Still picking up guys off the wire and not starting their just pure collusion. Vetoed trades going through fucking two and a half week finals instead of one week. The worst league I've ever been in. And another quick note. We put so much time and effort into our fantasy weeks that there's no way I can do that shit for fun. Ain't no, ain't nothing friendly about fantasy, dog. Yeah, no, no. Unless it's me and the ghost inside studio. We found a neutral ground. If we're... If we were going to do a, a listener league, which we probably should, mm-hmm. um, there's got to be at least like 50 bucks, man. 100. 
a hundred. Okay. Too much work, man. Start submitting your your resumes, yo. Yeah, let's you know, see what you got. You send do, in your like you manager Yahoo, comparison. Yeah, send in your manager comparison. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what you're working with, man. <laughs> Real talk. And send us a screenshot of your team the week it got eliminated, or if you won it all, whatever. Just send us like your most current. Let's see a squad. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got an email from Jamel Jones. Let's take a listen. Damn, is this your long lost the black cousin? Yeah, what's good, point boys? This is Chamance Jamel calling from Richmond, Virginia. That's Gilbert Crockett country. Shout out to Gilbert. Shout out to Venue Skate Shop because both of them are holding it down for our city. And Safer Donovan. Also, shout-outs to y'all for another barn burner of a season. Hopefully, this will show up on the last episode of the current season. And my question boils down to this. Do you guys think that men and women skateboarders should compete in the same contests? As in... Can we get rid of the men's division, the women's division, just have one skateboarder contest? Appreciate y'all. We out here. Yada. Jamel, pretty straightforward. I think the ladies out there shredding should have the option to skate in either. Very they want to nice. skate with the guys. More power to them. I, I watched that girl's run. Uh, you mentioned her name. I forget her name, but at Tampa Pro, it was dope to see her out there skating with the guys. And if they want to stay in the in the girls section, they should do that. I think both should be an option. They shouldn't force girls to skate with the guys or force them to skate only with girls. So, Well done, man. Couldn't have said it better myself. Genius. All right, next up, we got an email from Alex Rodriguez. What up, fellas? The pod is dope and keeps me looking forward to Wednesdays. Now that y'all have done a shitload of episodes, if you had to pick your top five dream guests for the show, who would it be? In no order, I'd choose Etienne, Bobby Worst, Hjalte Hallberg, Kevin Bradley, and K-Rod. Thanks for reading. Much love. Oh, that reminded me to call out Dono for always pronouncing Hjalte's name so damn wrong. Come on, you're a fan, man. Get it, get it right, man. I've Hjalte. been corrected, man. Hjalte. <laughs> My top five dream guests haven't changed. I feel like I've said it before, but uh, in no order... Rodrigo TX, Arto Sari, Scott Kane, Andrew Reynolds, Antoine Dixon. Damn. Damn. Just goes to show how many guys are still left, man. This shit is far from over, baby. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Shex, Ryan Sheckler, Mike Carroll, Grant Taylor, maybe some Eric Costin, and Tom Penny. Woo! I like it. Tom man, Penny. that could be a hell of a season if we pulled that off. Yeah. Season 11. And then uh, Mitch Brett and Chad Dixon duo. Oh, duo up. Hell yeah. Let's get them both in here. With Corey Shepard just popping in halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we got an email from Brandon Cooks. Hey, guys. Congrats on season eight. Just wanted to get your thoughts on Sasha Daly's war and peace part. And was curious what you guys think of Element and John Minor's strategy releasing these standalone parts. Both Sasha and Chris Colburn had amazing parts left out of peace and released as throwaway Thrasher parts. Seems fishy. Element's blowing it on this one. Well, what's the homie's name? There's no way his name's actually Brandon Cooks. Is he a football fan? I guess we don't have the answer to that. I don't know why I'm asking you. Brandon, you know I had to do a little research 
give the people what they really want, what they really need. You know, Sasha's our homie. Uh, so I asked him and he said too many fools in the first one. John had so many people to film and he wanted to film all the parts for the video he was going to edit, but it ended up being better. My shit wasn't ready and I got to get my own shine this way. So, Woo! and shiny did man. Fucking yeah, man that, snapped. That that's one of the best parts I've seen in a long time and uh he wasn't done filming. I don't think he had all his enders and shit by the time the the full length came out. Um and yo, honestly, sometimes you get lost in the shuffle in these full lengths. Yeah. Like I ain't trying to go watch that whole video all the time. Uh, Sasha's part, like he did get his own shine, and the part's banging. Uh, I feel like everyone who's saying that has watched the part and loves it. What difference would it have made if it was in the full length at this point? Like in 2019, I feel like it doesn't even matter. It's not like anyone's popping in a DVD to watch Sasha's part anyways. It doesn't matter either way. It's nice to see Sasha's come out, stand alone, get his own shine. But I understand what he's saying too. He's just like, damn, you're all going to make a video. Why don't you just put him in the video as well? He's just saying maybe they're dissing Sasha a bit, but no, yeah, quite the opposite. It, I it wasn't a diss. If anyone feels some type of way for Sasha, he wasn't done filming and he was happy to have his part come out after so uh worked out both ways i think, I think it worked out man he's getting all the love right now if it had come out in with the other video maybe it would have got lost in the shuffle a little bit more so shouts to brandon cooks baby y'all need to do more on the rams all right next up little voice note from the one the only mitch barrett let's see what the this little bastard saying what's up bum brothers it's Ambubu again i had a quick question who do you think is currently the biggest fucking kook in Canada, and why? Reggie, you you already know what the fuck it is, Mitch. It's the easy answer. It's the only answer for me. It's Mickey Papa. I don't think there's any debate on that these days. The man won't stop to expose his kookiness online. I mean, shit. Shouts to Weck for uh, reviving that insanely next-level kookiest thing of all time. Where he's talking about what he wants to do in his contest runs or whatever. Fuck, man. Mickey Papa all day, every day, man. God damn. One day we're going to get Mickey Papa on here, man. Just for the shits and giggles. Fuck that, I can't. It pains me to say this because I I was a fan of him when I was younger. Good Canadian boy, Dan Peugeot. (laughs) But dog, you went one step too far with the GoFundMe, man. Ain't, Ain't nobody got no time for that shit. Asking for free money, dog. No words for that. <laughs> I feel you. I can't yeah. even get mad, dog. It's, I'm just disappointed. Real talk. Real talk. All right, next up, we got a voice note from Feedback Ted. Let's hear what he's got to say. Salut, les gars. C'est Théodore encore. Et j'ai une deuxième question pour uh, les deux. Donc... Uh, Hier, j'ai perdu mon boulot et il n'y a que de travail pour moi à New York. Donc, euh, je vais m'installer à Montréal et je cherche un boulot. Mon première question est pour euh, Don. Est-ce que je peux travailler dans le liquor store euh, que tu bosses et c'est pas Aussi, uh, est-ce que tu as besoin d'un intern? Répondez-moi. Merci. À plus tôt. Damn, Ted, I didn't know you had the French like that. 
very impressive making a good impression on montreal your new city apparently sad to hear you lost your job for the people that don't speak french he said he lost his job there's nothing left for him in new york he's gonna take his ass to montreal and he's wondering if he could work with dono at the beer store or be my intern well we live in toronto so that doesn't really work but you can definitely be my intern from anywhere in the world it involves like what would my intern do i'd make them wake me up an hour earlier than i do every day what a tough job fucking make me go skate more than i do just remind me to do my my daily ankle exercises that's about it man it's a busy life you live man yeah Ted, no matter where you are in the world, we'll always help you out, man. We're here to lean on over at the bunt. Anyone who needs this type of support, you can come to us. We're here for you, Ted. But why are you trying to go to Montreal, not Toronto? What the f- fuck is this shit? I think he just wanted to drop some French and uh, sound sophisticated, you know? Si Ted tabarnak. On se voit à Montréal. All right, y'all, let's wrap up this post office like Dan Pejo wrapped up his career. Can we get some cash over here or, or what? Might, might be time to start that Patreon or whatever that thing's called, eh? I'm officially announcing that I'm done as a Canadian flow skater and I just need some money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for season eight's post office. But while we're gone, keep sending him them voice notes and emails to thebuntlive at gmail.com. Season nine is just around the corner. All right, y'all. Welcome to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. We switching it up this week for the season finale. We starting in the NHL, baby. What's up with your Montreal Canadiens? They're popping off. They're killing it. Won some games, and they're going to slide into the eighth seed. They're currently sitting in the eighth seed, my dog. Oh, the guess of pain. Montreal Canadiens pulled off a big victory over the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday. They don't have games in hand on the guys they're battling with down there, but they're currently sitting there, and points count for everything right now. Fighting for a date to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, man. Get it, man. Hell yeah. Also, big news in the NHL. Got to give a big congrats to the one and only Ovechkin. Hit 50 goals again for the eighth time in his career. Woo! What you know about Ovi, man? Where's his favorite spot to score from? Fucking right wing, man. Moving on, the Maple Leafs' struggles continue, taking a hard loss to the Ottawa Senators. We outplayed them for three periods, outshot them for three periods, but eventually lost to them for the second time in two weeks. Garrett Sparks was back in net, and that is never a pretty sight. The Leafs got their work cut out for them, man. We gonna take it to Boston this year or what? It's time, man. Fuck Boston. We gonna give them a taste of their own medicine and get physical on that ass. It's going down this year, man. Hella physical, dog. Hopefully, by season nine, we'll have some good news for y'all. I got my fingers crossed. I'm trying to see the Leafs go on a little run here this spring, man. We got a little bit of NFL news. Been kind of quiet, but Jordan Howard has been traded to the Eagles. Oh, shit. Who's this better for, man? Jordan Howard or Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen, man. He's going to fucking Committeeville with the Eagles. They're probably going to use him in a similar role as that motherfucker who's on, uh, what's his name? Ajayi? No, he's on the Patriots. Then he was on the Eagles. Oh, Blunt. Yeah, probably use him as some goal line back blunting. Fucking fat ass, slow bastard. 
fucked a lot of people over in fantasy this year. But, I mean, he's going to a good team, so that's good for him. And uh, free Tariq Cohen. Oh, shit, man. He just he just went to the second round in drafts. Dude, Tariq Cohen and Alvin Kamara both been freed. Tariq Cohen ain't got the body type to be a third, three down back. So he's probably going to assume the same rule, maybe a couple more touches. But who's your must-own player for fantasy next year? Off top right now. Kamara, man. Like, what he did in those first four weeks, oh, that was some savage shit. That was savage. I thought I had a championship locked up. God damn it. It's always funny when guys drop 30 points in the first week. You got to sell high on those motherfuckers, man, because they ain't getting any more valuable than they are right now. My must-own player has got to be Travis Kelsey, man. I'm sticking with the tight ends in round two, baby. Oh, I'm getting wrong, one of them. Wrong I'm retires, moving on. And you just immediately fucking jump ship to my boy, Kelsey. Well, I'll take Ertz, too. Maybe a little bit of Kittle on the side if necessary. Ooh, Kittle. Ben Davis, man. That ain't your keeper, dog. Slide over to the NBA. Finish it up with some fantasy talk. We're heading into the playoffs. We gave you our predictions last week, who we think's going to end up facing who. So let's wrap up this season with a little fantasy NBA MVP, dog. It's a tough one. Depends how you like to build your team. James Harden, obviously, fucking this man doesn't is allergic to resting. Doesn't get hurt much. He's a beast. But you got to deal with the... He could fuck your field goal up any week and destroy you in turnovers. turnovers. But he's rock solid, man. Another one. Jokic. Doesn't really hurt you anywhere. Good percentages. It's funny we mentioned those two because our boy Lude got eliminated last round. He had them both. Both of them. Um, Shouts to the people's champ, Nick Molnar. Big win over Lude. Can suck it, Lude. Real shit. Also, Paul George, because everyone got him in the second round. He might. Wow. He might have been the best value uh, this year. He might be the guy you see on most winning rosters in Yahoo Fantasy Sports this year. But he's fallen off a bit since he took those games off for the shoulder. His field goal percentage has gone down. But yeah, he, if you got him in the second round to pair him with a stud like a Steph Curry or something, Oof. you're laughing. And we always talk in fantasy. Me and Safe got are my guys in every league. I know who yours are. You know who mine are. Well, we both share Rudy Gobert. Yeah, it's it's a race there, for him. We already know who's going to draft him. And you you stabbed me in the back and took Jay Rich because I got Rudy this year. But do you have a new my guy after this season? Because when you draft a rookie and he actually comes through for you, you feel like he's your guy. And I love me some DeAndre Ayton. You know, it was a little bit bumpy at times, but I think he's going to be a fantasy and real-life stud for years to come. If I could grab him again next year, I'm definitely going to do it. Originally, Donovan Mitchell was my guy. Got him last year off the wire. Made a trade for him this year. He's been a little bit up and down. Doesn't always shoot the best. But I'll stick with Donnie Mitch as one of my guys. And absolutely after this year, Luka Doncic is definitely on the list, man. I'm going to have to pay a lot more for him this year, though. Yeah, I'd have to overpay, but bro, he went one for eight on free throws a couple weeks ago. He's kind of a wild card too, but another guy who's gonna be a stud for years. Fills up the sheet, man. Peeps can't sleep on Trey Young. Second after the All Star break, this man's playing like a fucking All Star. Yeah. So big time debate. Obviously, Rookie of the Year. Who'd you give it to? Donkic. He's I done think. it for the whole season. That's the that's the argument here. Yeah. Trey Young's been playing better than him the second half, but Doncic has been at this level for 82 games. Yeah, I think I appreciate Trey for making it interesting, at mm-hmm. least having some sort of debate. But it's it's Luca all day. 
Aiden was kind of in there for a bit yeah. in the first half of the season, but Luca ran away with it. Trey caught up, and then Luca just sealed the deal. Hallelujah, baby. It's time to wrap up season eight. Any final words? Well, we're both in the finals in some fantasy basketball leagues that end tonight. Unfortunately, we won't be able to update you on if we got these W's till next season, but just wish us luck out there, even though when you hear this, our fates will have been sealed. All right, peace out, y'all. Big thanks to our sponsors, Vans, Brixton, Steam Whistle, Time Bomb Trading, and Deluxe, baby. Yeah, and yo, holla at me. I'll be in California when you hear this for two weeks. Let's get it. Yo, the Barracks, Cherry Park, fucking Stoner Park, Diamond Park. Yo, Spanish Mike, I'm coming, baby. Let's get it. It's a cool ting, still.